Welcome, True Believer readers. Once Woo. again, we are ready to read a little bit of Spider-Man. And by we, I mean myself, James B., and my buddy... Eddie! And today we're going to talk about two issues. It's a double. Our A story is going to be issue 14 with the Green Goblin in it. And we'll wrap it up with issue 15 with Craven. Um, but boy, each of these, Eddie, could could alone they could be their own podcast these are just you know lot, huge lot moments. going on lot going on huge moments it's just we we just got so much to do with spider-man that we have to kind of slam two together so i'm gonna jump right into it and let you know that um when i started reading uh issue 14 eddie i saw that the green goblin i, I was like is this dude like a, a goblin you know and yeah. and right away on the very first panel of oh, page two it. They say like he, they let you know he's a costume villain. But if you don't catch that panel, you you could think he is a, literally a real life goblin. Huh? I, you, I I think so. I mean, Doc Ock is yeah, he's got arms. Uh-huh. And he's like a person. With, the Vulture is in a costume for sure. But something about the Goblin Eddie it makes me think. You know, I just look at his face. I'm thinking, why would he be wearing just like a like a rubber mask? Like it, you know, so it really really threw me off. It, it's such an animated face, and I do appreciate how we like go right into it too. It's it's just a great t- change up. Anyways, James B. Yeah. So it. so he um, you, you told me you told me last uh, last podcast how the villains are getting smarter. I actually think that Stanley is sitting around, and he's creating like a villain that can destroy Spider-Man and writing it all up and coming up with all the tricks and plans, and then. He tries to see if how Spider-Man would get out of it. I really, I really, in my heart of heart, think that's what he's doing. And the first thing this guy does is, the Goblin, he, uh, he recruits the Enforcers to work with him. Now they've recently returned from jail, um, but they're not with Good Foswell. Behavior. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nice. <laughs> but, but they're not with Foswell. Actually, they, for, to be fair, they didn't do much. They weren't even. They were barely in that. They were just rounded up with a bunch of other guys. So it wasn't like they did anything special. We've discussed this. That's, that's I, true. In fact, I don't even know if Montana spent more than two hours there. <laughs> they were like, "You didn't even. You weren't even in this fight. It's you an can, overnight. You can leave. You're harmless. <laughs> you, you, you can, you're an accomplice at best. You're, you just your your crime was not reporting. There's a fight going on. But I anyway, hope he does the books well. <laughs> but um. They have recently returned with Jet. Eddie, do you have any idea where Foswell is? I don't see him in this. I mean, I thought I saw him in the Daily Bugle last comic, <laughs> and it wasn't him. So, I, I, I mean, he was the boss. So he's probably got more jail time. I just can only assume. Okay. Although, I, if anyone should get out on good behavior, it's got to be Foswell. Right? <laughs> I, I think all everything you said is is probably correct. The uh, the Goblin um, convinces the famous B.J. Cosmos to create a Spider-Man movie. Um, not much often happens here. Uh, I know that, uh, in my notes, I wrote down that, uh, Flash calls Peter an egghead and Liz Allen calls Flash dumb. <laughs> and then, um, as usual, um, Eddie, the news bulletin, um, comes over the radio to advance the plot and says like, you know, Hey, here's what's going on. And then Spider-Man is a little kid holding the, Hey guys, quiet. There's a bulletin coming off my radio. You know, there's a reliability report. It's been reliably reported that a green garb figure in a broomstick has been flying over Manhattan for the past hour. The public has asked to keep calm, you know. So, um, while Spider-Man rushes off to do that, Eddie, I have a question for you. Okay. All right. This is, uh, this is just, you, you do not know this question's coming, so it's, I, I, I appreciate your handling. No, it's, it's, it's just, your, it's like a trivia <laughs> okay. type question. So oh, it's, okay. It's, okay. Yeah. No, I'm ready. Eddie, 
Spider-Man learns things often from reading them in the newspaper. They're on the cover. People, you know, people read things and go, oh, Spider-Man, he's a criminal now, or oh, Spider-Man, Mysterio's coming, right. or whatever. He gets things occasionally on TV, too. There's three or four times. I looked back. Right. Occasionally, people say things. They tell him, like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this is the fourth time I could find that the radio has advanced the plot. The ah. radio is telling you what's going on. Can you recall any of the others? Oh, my goodness. Any of the other times that the radio mm-hmm. has... Mm. I have them written down, but I, I did my research on them. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I'm going hmm. to I, go... I, I'll, I'll give you one little nudge, okay? I'm going to go for... Okay. Wait. Hold Actually, on. Yep. I don't, I don't want to nudge for my first one. I think it's, it's when Doc Ock gets out of prison. That is one of the three. Hey, yes. I got one. Nice job. <laughs> and then... Well, that was fairly recent, too, so... All right. Well, whatever. I'm taking it. I got one. So, and then I think when the vulture returns, um, I'm gonna go with like when the vulture's kind of flying around. And then uh, that I is correct. My... That is correct. The vult- when oh! the vulture gets out, oh! it comes across the radio that the vulture is wow. back. Wow. Oh. Okay. Okay. So then I only got one more to do. Mm. Now I got good news and bad news. Good news is you got two. The bad news is. I think if you miss the third one, you, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the worst. Uh, a but lifetime I... of only remembering the obscure references. <laughs> uh oh, the third one. Okay, so then it's got to be a pretty obvious one. Then um, I'm gonna I'll go with uh, uh I, I I think it's like I don't know. I'll go with Sandman, even though I don't really think it's Sandman. What, uh, what nope. is it, James? B? It was it was in issue thirteen with Mysterio when it oh. says Bulletin: Spider-Man has struck again during you the mean, night. The issue I just did the podcast for last time. As as we peel back the curtain, the issue that you just talked about peeling back the curtain about thirteen minutes ago. Yes. So, but let's keep going so we don't go thirteen right, minutes right. over here. So the Spider-Man finds out what's going on, of course, like I said, by the by the radio. The Goblin tells him, you know, we're gonna make this movie, and the Goblin's clever enough to tell like to tell B.J. Cosmos that Spider-Man's gonna make the movie, and vice versa. He plays it all. He's really smart about it. So uh, Peter's like, sure. Uh, I mean, it was you know, like Spider-Man's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make this movie. I could use the money. He always needs Amazing. money. J. Jonah Jameson, of course, conveniently sends Peter take the pictures, which is another reoccurring plot line. You know, you go take the photos. Uh, another reoccurring plot line, Be- Betty is jealous of Liz Allen. In fact, I could probably start writing some of this issue myself. I know it's going to happen. Um, Eddie, of course, you realize Aunt May's opinion. Um, yeah. She doesn't want him to go because he's it. so fragile and all this other stuff. And Eddie, oh, here comes a, here comes some information. I have another prompt for you if you're, if you're ready for it. Okay. Um, He's he's talking to Aunt May. He wants to go, and she's like, "You can't go." And it comes to my attention that he's a senior, right, in high school. Now he was a sophomore when this started. You know, so Peter Parker has been aging real time through the first yeah two two years basically. He's aging real time. Right. Now now he's not seventy five in the current comics, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, there's no question here for you, really, but I wonder, I wonder how old, how old do you think he's gonna get, as we're reading this? I mean, I, it it is a phenomenal kind of jump. I, I think it explains a lot of like how he develops, like his, 
they say one time, you know, one of my favorite things talking about making things out of his web. He's like, I've been practicing this so hard for like making web balls to throw at, you know, Dr. Doom. So I, I think, a, I think a lot more time passed that I kind of didn't think about until they said he was a senior here. But I, I mean, to keep Peter Parker young, time, time is going to move slower. It's got to move slower. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't have an answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make the call now. I'm gonna make okay. my guess, and then and then I Ready. can get then somebody who's read all the issues can send me like a "You're an idiot" kind of thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say Peter Parker gets to be like 25 at some point. I I just don't think he's ever. I don't think there was a 30 year old Peter. 30. I don't think so. Not not in the, not in the, you know, between now and 1990 issues with Venom. I don't think he's going to be 30 years old. But but you know what? Right now he's already a senior, and if and you know he's making moves on Betty Brant, so whatever. Yeah. But um, let me just wrap up this issue pretty much. All right. as, almost. I actually just take it to the end here, because you know I don't like to spend a lot of time on the fights. Um, he um, he he fights the inf- so he goes there uh, for those who didn't read the issue to make a movie, but it's really a trick. The Goblin um, is playing and having a real fight with him. So as he's reading the script, thinks he's fighting the people who look like the Enforcers. They are the Enforcers. He gets in a fight with the Enforcers uh, on page 10, uh, much to my approval and Eddie's disappointment. Uh, Montana tries <laughs> to lasso gonna him. Say, you and, weren't going to get away with this and, without me talking. And he and he just breaks Montana's rope like, you're a <laughs> so joke. The one time that Montana is very highly effective, his only weapon ends up being completely not, not Ma- useless. To <laughs> he is... He is there is no one worse than him. Uh, it is he is terrible. Um, the uh, the Goblin and the Enforcers they do end up trapping Spider-Man and themselves in a cave. They get into a cave and they push this big boulder. And like, haha, we've trapped him in. And then one of them says, like, yeah, and ourselves. Um, but the Hulk is hanging out in this cave because this is in the middle of you know the desert somewhere. Because yeah, that's in New Mexico. In right? New Mexico. Yeah. Thank you. And. Um, Spider-Man like kind of does like a ole with a bullhead move at the end and has the Hulk charge him. So the Hulk smashes the rock, which lets everybody out of the cave. And Spider-Man's like, hey, um, you know, what's 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 going on here with the movie? And the guy's like, oh, the Hulk's in town. Cosmos is like, I'd rather make a Hulk movie. So here's some money enough for you to get back and see you later. And um, and that's basically all I want to talk to you about on the on the Goblin issue. And the Goblin, of course, is going to be arguably oh, his his worst enemy yeah. of all time the goblin really he's he just flies away he's like yeah I, I, yeah he's I, like he's out of here yeah and and i don't know what else you want to talk about but i always want to talk about that that like yeah he he just leaves uh eddie la- this again this is not in the notes here i apologize but i mean it's all right when's the last time like a villain like just like said like okay I'm, and... I'm out i'm not gonna lose i'm just i'm out of here I mean, he's one of the first villains that doesn't have like this vindictive nature. That's really like, he seems to be, and I think this is why the goblin goes the distance from the very get go here. He's like, he doesn't let his emotional state really get in his way when he's fighting Spider-Man. Like he doesn't get, doesn't seem to get overly angry or anything. And that's why I can take off and just be like, okay. I mean, to be fair, Mysterio like realized he was in trouble too and tried to run away um, in that one, but not in nearly as kind of definitive manner that the Goblin's just like, whatever, I'm flying my thing out of here. So uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting I think it's an interesting way to set him up as a villain that he's not like 
Doc Ock just ripping up the city to like get Spider-Man to come at him. So, well, I, I was what I was going to tell you is, I think there's only three villains, and now I know they're all getting all free on good behavior, but there's only three that aren't that aren't in jail. One is the lizard because they made him right. like not Lord evil. I. One is the chameleon, but more importantly, the other is Doc Doom, who's like, yeah, I'm a supervillain. Right. I lose. I'll see you later, as opposed to all these other villains who yeah. are like, I lose, I'm in jail for an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so he just flees, and that's going to be, that just is like, hey, I'm a Doctor Doom level villain. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, because that's true. He's like, I mean, Doctor Doom has already got to like deal with the Fantastic Four, so he's, yeah, interesting. And you say he's not vindictive, but he is sort of like, uh, you know, he is sort of, I mean, pretty evil. He's, like, he's evil for sure, but like, you know, everybody else seems to like really go at Spider-Man because they just hate Spider-Man too. They're like, "You've embarrassed me! How dare you besmirch my name?" And they'll go at him for that reason. Whereas the Goblin, like, I mean, he does for sure, but he flies away. He's just like, "Whatever, I'm done for today. It's not going well." So, well, do you, unless you want to ask anything else, I have one more question for you then. Okay, I'm ready for my last question. All right, why why is the Goblin fighting Spider-Man? Uh, I, I don't know if I know this answer. He just, to make a name for himself. I mean, he thinks he's clever to kind of test his own abilities. Is, uh, you're going to, ha- you're going to have to help me here, James. B. I, I, I think it's, I think after reading this issue there, there's, it's not, it's not determined, uh-huh. you know, he, he, he's not doing it for the money. He's yeah. just, you know, right. He, he's, he's just in care. He's like, you know, he's got a, he just wants to defeat him. There's, there's never a, it's, it's never written now. I, I don't know what the what the purpose is, and it may be, you know, a test but... of his own power and cunning. Yeah, and again, I, I we know things about him from just knowing a little bit. Of, again, but I think it's just I think it's just he's he's just power, but but right. it's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, I, I noticed, by the way, that uh, we didn't get a, any uh, feedback from our sponsor last time. I guess we didn't get a lot of people. Let us, oh, maybe only superheroes. Nobody running out in capes to go to the. Uh... Psychiatrist. Yeah, par- apparently only superheroes showed up, and that's not a profitable way. So they, we, we, we but the good news is Eddie, we were able to get maybe a... maybe too many superheroes showed up, and they were like book solid, and they became like research psychiatrists. They're like, I've got so many superheroes, I'm not practicing anymore. I think that I think that's what happened. But but the good news is that we do have a we are going to be able to keep our podcast going because we did pick up a a new sponsor for this week. Um, Eddie, I don't right. know if uh, you watch a lot of um of streaming television or not. Um, like, okay, well, you, you've at least heard of Netflix and Amazon Prime, uh, right? Yeah, correct, yeah. Okay, and you also have heard of Disney Plus in, uh, yes. I don't know if you know if there's a Paramount Plus out there as well now. Uh, it's a CBS affiliate. Beyond, beyond my knowledge, but okay. okay. Well, for those who do watch TV more than Eddie do, uh, does, um, <laughs> it's time for the next level of um, in-home movie viewings. There's a, there's a new... A new streaming service that I'm very interested in. It's called uh, Cosmos Productions. Um, you can see great films such as The Nameless Thing from the Black Lagoon in the Murky Swamp, um, and its sequel, The Unknown Thing from the Black Lagoon in the Murky Swamp, as well. Um, and there's a soon-to-be-released uh, Cosmos Productions series. Uh, it'll, it will star actually. It's been re- re- rebranded. I believe Tony Curtis. I don't know if you know the actor. He's going to play the Goblin. <laughs> Because Ringo Starr is is penciled in to play Spider-Man. Um, there's also in September wow. a Viking movie uh, featuring Thor and oh. Eddie. In 2022, if you keep your subscription going, uh, there's a movie called uh, The Honey and the Hulk uh, with 
hundreds of dancing girls will be available and you can only get this um this opportunity if you are a subscriber to uh cosmos oh, Productions. so join cosmos productions today that's c-o-s-m-o-s productions eddie so. sign, sign me up there you go. The dancing girls with the is it the, the is it the real Hulk it's or it's, it's the honey uh, I just know it's the honey and the Hulk it's a 2022 thing it's something I'm I'm very excited about it I, I'm I, I can't stop talking about it myself but what I want to I, I want to believe it's the real Hulk <laughs> well softened up for that movie well I'll tell you who's who's not appearing in the honey and the Hulk and that would be uh Craven uh, um, because no. he Craven is Craven uh, by the end of the issue would not be available to appear because um, Craven the Hunter is arguably Eddie the most known superhero uh, sorry super villain of Spider-Man okay I'm going out on a limb here I'm gonna get my my negative comments at let's read Spider-Man at gmail.com suggest <laughs> them to Eddie and um, I'll read through. Uh, Craven is the I believe the biggest name villain who has not appeared in a spider-man film i'm willing to go there i mean think of all the ones everyone that we've seen so far um you know yeah we haven't seen the enforcers we haven't seen the (laughs) chameleon i know montana montana yes 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 (laughs) i know you're um you're also looking at the living brain possibly as a big time but i'm going to tell you that Craven, I think, is the biggest one we have not seen, and I don't think that is a, uh, a shocking news. But great. But let me just tell you what we're going to do. We do something a little different here. Um, I don't have a ton of questions for you about the Craven issue. I know that uh, neither one of us is a huge Craven fan. I, after reading right. this, I'm a little bit more. I'm going to make a deal with you, Eddie. I'm going to just kind of start reading through this, um, reading through the through my notes here of what happens in this issue. All right. If um, if you want to jump in after a certain point, if you feel like I'm going too quickly, or something you want to say, or just even a comment. Um, we'll have a code word. You can yell. Um, you yell. Uh, actually, I'm going to change the code word here. Well, it's going to use. You can just because our sponsors here. You can yell. Right. Uh, you can yell Cosmos. All right. You yell Cosmos, and I will stop for a second right. and let you like talk. This. Let's. I'll give you like three one-minute interruptions, and uh, you know, and like talk right over me. So. Okay. All, all right. right. So this issue starts off. Um, also, uh, you know, written by Stan Lee. It says in the flash page because we couldn't afford Mickey Spillane, who's another writer. Uh, illustrated by Steve Dicko because Picasso was out of town. Eddie, that's an artist. And then it says <laughs> lettered by Art Simic because his name fits this space, which is which is great. And um, it starts off that Spider-Man is um, is hanging out. He's captured some criminals, and uh, one of the criminals escapes. And does this quick change, and it turns out to be yeah. the chameleon. And you're like, and the swiper's right. like, hey, I thought I counted the people, but I guess I screwed up because the only guy out there is some old dude and whatever. And and that's our introduction to the chameleon. Or, sorry, our reintroduction, so you know who the chameleon is. Right, right. Um, if you were a Game past. of Thrones fan, he'd be one of the, uh, the people with the many faces there on the with uh, Arya Stark. Right. But but he's um he's running around and. And he decides he's going to call his uh, his friend, Craven the Hunter. Hey, dude, pick up the phone. I'll call you. Let's go to come to New York. Um, meanwhile, while that's in play, uh, you know, they're always careful to, to balance the story of Peter's personal life. Betty Brant continues to be jealous. Um, and this is uh, this is true because she meets uh, Liz Allen. And 
you know, she gets extra jealous of her. Right, right. Um, Craven, Craven shows up. Hey, everyone, I'm Craven. And, you know, off and the boat. J, yep, J. Jonah Jameson's, you know, like, Mr. Craven, wait, I'm J. Jonah Jameson. I want an exclusive <laughs> interview with you. I'm willing to pay you more than you. It's like he's so famous that he's going to plunk down some money. This guy's higher than Mysterio on, on the rankings all of a sudden. And um, Craven's like, oh, no, these gorillas, a guy like, the beasts are loose. The gorillas have escaped. Craven's like, I'll take care of the Spider-Man's changing his costume really fast. But Craven's like taking care of the gorillas one at a time, punching them and throwing them around and picking them up. All right, Cosmos, Cosmos. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about Craven's nerve punch. I. I like this. I. I mean, we. You already said like. Okay. All right. As a child, like as a, when I was reading through these, I'd speak, like I did read these when I was much younger. Um, Craven was one of my least favorites. He bugged me a lot for. I don't, I don't fully understand why, but like this moment where like Craven hits the gorilla with his nerve center punch. I mean, this, this really got me thinking about like how brilliant Craven could be. Like, does he like, you know, since he's been attacking animals and hunting them his whole life, like, I, I just thought this was a really interesting, like way that Craven could be powerful besides I mean, later on, he says he drinks a special potion to make him stronger, right? Right, James B. I mean, how, how did you feel about uh, Craven's nerve punch and potion drinking? Did yeah, I, I, I was kind of hung up on the whole potion drinking thing was making me think, he's going to mention later that he gets his potions from an African witch doctor. And uh-huh. I was trying to figure out if they're going to try to, if this was tied somehow to uh, the Black Panther and Wakanda and, and his uh-huh. potion and herb drinking. But then I realized Black Panther's, not quite written yet however i will tell you that it's he's only about a year away from popping up in fantastic four books so Mm. i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if stanley because stanley likes to set things up a year in advance and Mm. let me just go on for a minute here all right all right your your first minute's up so spider-man watches this and he's like he's like you know oh my god that guy's a regular one-man army no wonder no wonder james b he's so god doggone famous with uh j jonah jameson and he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even needed here. So he slaps on his clothes, throws out a comment. I better get back to old Hatchet Face. Second time he's oh, called, man. called him Hatchet Face. Good line. And uh, he shows up, and of course, it's one of those moments where he, they're like, hey, get those pictures developed. And he's like, oh, sorry, I forgot to snap any. And this time, actually, he really could have. Yeah. And, but but he's all just, you know, he's all out of sorts. And his tie in the frame we was talking to Jay Jumpson is, is is messed up. But that's okay because. Liz Allen says, uh, your tie is crooked, Petey. Let me fix it for you. And then you get one of those Betty Brant oh, ice I love things. And icy it, and, words. And in fact, uh, if you go through the, the five people in this frame that all have something to say, uh, only one of them is happy because J. Joe Jameson says, you didn't snap them. Tell me I'm hearing things. Tell me it's a bad dream. It never happened. Meanwhile, she's fixing the tie. You know, your tie is crooked, Petey. Let me fix it for you. And then, of course, Betty's going, yes, Petey, let her fix it for you <laughs> parker knows he's in trouble he's like something tells me this just isn't my day uh, and then meanwhile flash is here. flash has a his right fist made up liz if you want parker to get a fat lip just keep that up like so it Dang. is there's a lot going on in that it's a one. heated panel for sure it's an amazing it's an amazing panel um so uh craven um you know i, I don't want to go blow by blow here because of time but so i'll just have to pick up the pace a little bit if you don't All right craven shows his intelligence by setting up a false crime scene uh, so we can scope out Spider-Man, which is smart. Spider-Man tangles with Craven. Um, Craven is outmatched, but he poisons Spider-Man, which allows him to flee. Aunt May lets Peter know 
when he wakes up the next day and he's kind of almost secured from the poison except his hands, he lets him let, lets him know that he's going to go on a blind date with Miss Watson's niece because now there's all, all right. of a sudden Aunt May is concerned about his dating, even though I think he's dating too many girls. She doesn't seem to know yeah. this, even though she knows that nice Betty Brants are in the hospital, but whatever. Um, so I'm going to let you know, uh, you know, jumping ahead. I don't think he's going to meet. I'm going to tell you, he's not going to meet uh, Mary Jane I, at least a, a year in real time, Eddie. So don't be Ooh. waiting for the next issue for her to show up. Um, I don't know. That's a that's quite a setup. He's like, I'm going to write in a character yeah. who will bring her up in a year. Um, Brilliant. The poison doesn't uh, allow Peter to use his hands, so that way he can't be shooting off webs. I don't know if Artie Semek doesn't like drawing webs since he's, he's been punching people for two issues in a row now. Right. Um, this will be a, so he's like, oh, just have him. but it doesn't matter because it allows um, allows Peter to have to do some other skills because Craven's got all these different traps. He's like he has a he has a uses a chameleon so he can like uh, can lure him out in front of him. He he has a, this magnetic thing where the shackles. And I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I think Peter, I, I think Spider-Man should have been taken out by any one of these these things, and they gave him all kinds of outs. Like the fact that he can't use his webs, he escapes the the, the rope. Uh, excuse me, he escapes the the rope um, net, which I don't think he should have been able to. He escapes the magnets by yeah. shooting web fluid on it, which I don't think he should have been able to. Um, and then all of a sudden, he suddenly gets the upper hand, and then Craven's like, "I'm in trouble," which. I don't know. And, he's, and then Craven's running around like a crazy person. He can't figure out where Parker or Spider-Man is. He runs into a web. And, um, you know, he uses it, the spider light a lot, too. Yes, he's like to scare him like, aha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. In the end, Spider-Man gets the upper hand. Peter gets some photos. Uh, Mary Jane has a headache. And all the villains are captured. Uh, I'm not actually sure what the crime they're captured for is exactly. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter because... They're just deported at the end. Deported. Of, yeah, get on a boat and get out of here. That's right. Causing civil unrest in the park late at night, fighting Spider-Man. I, I don't know. A lot of a lot more good than bad here. Um, but I, I, you know what? To be honest, it seems like they shouldn't have been arrested anyway. So I guess the chameleon's not supposed to be around. So they're like, you right. go back to where you came from. And then Craven, same thing, kind of go back to where you came from. I, you know, maybe it makes more sense than I thought. Maybe it, maybe in I, hindsight, I, if I had to defend this, I could make more sense of it. I, I guess so. Well, I mean, overall, I after reading this this comic, I have a much uh, a newfound kind of interest in Craven and respect for Craven too. I, I think he's yeah, like in this. It was remarkable how capable he was uh, against Spider-Man um, on several in several regards, like you were saying, like he uh, really tests Spider-Man in serious ways all throughout. And I mean, like as a kid, I don't know if I recognized his leopard pants that he's always got on. <laughs> it kind of cracks me up that Craven's running around in skin tight leopard pants all throughout the city. His whole, like whole outfit is, is a pretty fantastic creation overall um, uh, throughout this comic. And, how he's able to fight in it, I think. Uh, that, that's kind of what I what I have to say about Craven mostly. New respect for Craven. Craven overall. Issues ten and eleven are still the leaders in the clubhouse for me as far as my favorite issues. Ooh. But I, I I'm aware that we need Craven to to set up the annual, which is going to be of right. course the Sinister Ooh. Six, which I'm already thinking in my memory yeah. is going to be the best issue of all. I mean, six villains, Eddie. Oh, I'm so excited it's about be it. Fantastic. And we have 90 seconds. Can you squeeze in one data reference or no? Oh, data reference, muscle-bound goop. 
<laughs> you muscle down goop. I think Liz Allen says this to Flash. And I just got to say that that one panel where Spider-Man's got weird hands and he's shooting wiggly web, squiggly web. I love that panel too. What about you, James B? Anything? Or is that it? I'm just going to wrap it up here. All right. And uh, let everyone know that uh, you can reach us at uh, Let's Read Spider-Man. I don't have this written down. I always have to like, go over it in my head. At gmail.com. Once again, I'm James B. here with Eddie. And remember, folks, that if you do something that's sort of bad, you might not get in trouble. You might just get deported. So don't do stuff that's sort of bad. We'll see you next time. Twelve is the death I know of that one. Twelve That's is the death one. of Aunt May, when she actually dies. Oh, um, which is I can't fu- remember when that happens. It, it, you and I were like adults. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. She 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 lives for. Let me do the math for you here. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, thir- thir- uh, thirty-five years. <laughs> so I mean, it must be two th- about two thousand. She dies. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, there wouldn't know about it. I think I remember seeing something randomly, like in the news, some kind of weird news about the, that. And that the, was it. The black the costume is yeah. The black costume is fourteen. Oh, the, that's a good one. Spider-Man gets involved in drugs is number fifteen. I don't yeah. know that one at all.